Hi, welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is episode 42, which means we are closing in on the end of season two. So 50 episodes will be the close of season two. And of course, there'll be a bonus episode and then a recap and all of that. It's so exciting to me to be bringing the numbers in and to be creating a podcast that not only demystifies intuition, but also provides some coaching advice, uh, some help, some practical approaches to what I see in my own life, but also in the clients that I serve and the what I'm witnessing in the world and what I feel of the energy and of course all of the input that I have from the people who I have on and your input. I love the emails. Thank you so much for the Facebook messages, the Instagram messages. It's been It's so nice to get to know people through the podcast as well as, you know, expand this collective consciousness so that hopefully we're having a little bit of fun while we're learning. So this episode is going to be about mistakes. And I love words. You've heard me say before, if you've listened to previous episodes, that words have frequencies, they have vibrations, and I find them fascinating in, well, I only speak English, so in the English language. And the word mistake has often stood out to me largely because people can be so tough on themselves when they've done something that they would have rather they did it another way or they didn't bumble something. But right in the word is the indication of how we could be seeing it in a very different way. So I am going to explain what I mean by that when we come back. VickiBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut It's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition your first sense Mistakes So A lot of the times for little kids, you know, they'll say, oh, I made a mistake. And it's so stinking cute. And yet they're not judging themselves. They're simply giving you a statement that they made a mistake. And I find if you look at the word, you can see that there's a natural split in it between the miss and the take. To me, this feels like where the... Um, entertainment industry got it correctly, right? You know when they have a movie and they have that clapboard thing and it comes down and it says um, the uh, take one, take two, you know, maybe uh, this is one where we're taking 400, but it's not that they did anything wrong. It just didn't come out in the way that they would like it or the vision that they have. So there's a miss take. And I feel like if we could get a little bit more embracing of the idea that, okay, I wasn't, didn't come out the way I wanted it to. Let me try that again. And if it's take number 452, well, 
then it's take number 452. And we could be a little bit more um, accepting and kind to ourselves. This is one of the things when I'm coaching with someone and they are telling me that they've you know, screwed something up or they keep repeating a pattern or they are not understanding why their life has turned out the way it it has, I will look at this and say, okay, we can we can judge that. We can be mean to you. I can sit here. I wouldn't do it, but I can sit here and say, well, what were you thinking? But Or we can back off some of that energy and simply say, okay, it didn't come out the way you wanted or you envisioned. Maybe that vision needs to change. Maybe there's something that you see differently in the growth that you've had since that happened. But if we keep carrying around this idea that it was a mistake, then we're never going to learn from it. I heard most of my childhood that I was a mistake. And eventually when I became old enough and fresh enough, um, (laughs) I remember saying to my mother, could you maybe talk about me like I was a birth control oops or uh, a something you didn't know you needed until you had it. And then I'm number seven of eight. So I would also say you were just trying to get it right. And you had all these prototypes before. And then you got to number seven and you nailed it, but then you thought you could top it. So you went on to the number eight. And even in you know my, my immaturity of not understanding just how, well, damaging that can be to hear that you were a mistake. I was trying to redirect the energy. And that was long before I had any understanding of uh, being in alignment or it was my intuition talking to me that this was doing some other kind of psychological damage. And I can chuckle about it now because I realize that Uh, It was her wording and how they were and that it wasn't necessarily meant to be derogatory or mean. It was their communication style. And at least they were giving me honestly what I felt behind the scenes anyway. I know my parents loved me to the level that they were capable of doing. But the idea of being a mistake, and I know others have heard this and it it you know it actually has an impact when you see somebody in that place of discord within themselves and even wondering are they a mistake you're you're not i mean this we travel many many lifetimes coming in over and over again to learn from what we've experienced what we've laid down as practice and to learn to do it in a different way. So if we didn't have these take one, take two, take 10, take 4,058, we would not be growing or learning or expanding. And we certainly wouldn't be able to see patterns. And one of the gifts of having or experience a mistake 
is that you can start to see a pattern in your life, in your relationships, in your habits. And then it can also help you in developing your own intuitive abilities because it is not an exact science. There's no way you're going to get everything 100% correctly because people have free will and they have the ability to shift their lives and when I'm doing a session with someone, I'll say, well, this may be the highest potential because I can't follow you around and say, oh, shift your energy there. Nope, take a left. Oh, what were you thinking there? We have to be able to recalculate and to sometimes assess where we, you know, hung a left and maybe we should have veered right. Just a couple weeks ago, I was traveling out to my daughter's and I missed the exit that I was supposed to take. And I, it was literally a mistake. And I could have gotten upset because I was now stuck in traffic on 495. I decided, you know what? I didn't have a specific time I had to be there. And, uh, it, was simply a matter of rerouting and I would figure it out. And years ago, I might have gotten on my own case about that, of how could you miss that? Or, um, you had the directions and you didn't listen. I'm grateful that my brain has been repatterned into a place where it went more to, okay, what's the next solution rather than what did I do wrong? I'm not going to say I'm there perfectly. I'm not. Uh, But the habits get reinforced by how we handle these things. And I'd like to introduce the idea that when you are experiencing a mistake, it provides you with an opportunity to decide if you would like to do things differently. And I would love for people to arrive in a place where they got excited about what they wanted to see differently rather than in that judgy McJudge place. One of the challenges of assessing our mistakes or being in the uh, self-help world and a bit of a miss message lately that everything needs to be positive. It is not possible for everything to be positive. There's no positive or negative except in batteries and stuff like that. Anyway, but there are supportive and there are unsupportive habits. And one of the places that I have had to do some damage fixing in coaching is where someone will say to me, well, it must have happened for a reason. I was meant to go through this to grow, or I'm stronger because it happened. Well, true, I do believe that there is opportunity in everything, but I don't believe that things happen in order to, quote unquote, teach us a lesson. I think that things happen because we are in flux constantly as humans and that we are here to learn. So if you've made a mistake, it's incredibly important to assess that, to look at it, to talk about it, to factor out what you could have done differently, to give it the blanket statement of, well, that happened for a reason, Will can often 
mis- misguide someone into believing that there's someone else directing them. And it also takes away the need to have some responsibility or accountability in your actions. Because although we are going to experience the the slight changes in judgment or action or beliefs, or, you know, sometimes you just have a brain fart and you forget and it, and you have to deal with the consequences of it. There also has to be, I think, accountability and being able to look at something that you're doing repetitively. So um, it may be a mistake once when you've done it, but if you're repeating a pattern, it then becomes a choice. It may be an unconscious choice. This is where kindness comes in. It may be that you are repeating patterns and having mistakes and creating them because you're just not aware of why subconsciously you're in a repetitive action. This is why looking at what could be considered... um, an opportunity to take two is important. And I feel like if we look to your track record of being 100% that you've shown up every day because you're here, then we can start to trust in the fact that you've gotten pretty good at assessing things, right? You learned to tie your shoes and it didn't go well the first hundred times. You kept doing it. You kept looking for a different way. Do you do the bunny ears? Maybe you wrap around. Um, Maybe you've experienced, uh, you know, where you damaged her, one arm has been hurt and you had to learn how to tie your shoes in a totally different way and you didn't jump to just Velcro. You decided that you were going to learn and I'd be willing to bet that there were many times where frustration happened and you just had to keep at it. Well, that track record exists in you. You keep showing up every day and looking, whether you're conscious of it or not, looking for a more streamlined, and by that I mean in flow, in energy, and being able to work less at being human and enjoy more about being human. So if you can look to your track record, sometimes I'll say to people, well, you learn to drive a car, you learn to write your name. Your brain is capable of learning amazing, amazing things. And if there has been a mistake, perhaps if we look at it as the opportunity to learn, we don't have to work through the self-recrimination and the victimist, victimist? I think we just created a new word, the the victimization of self um, and being in that telling the old story of I always screw up. Nah, look to where you have done really well. If you ate really clean for a month, but then you took a side trip off the the, uh, path, well, look to what you did well rather than what you've mistakenly put in your face. So that's the take two. 
we are, there's enough in our world that is challenging and stressful. So if we can create spaces where we can relax, this would be one of the places I'd love to see it because it's going to encompass every area of your life. It may be that you have your own business and you put out a product that didn't get a great return or a lot of people weren't excited about it. Well, you can see that as a a monumental mistake and never do it again and just give up having your own business. But that would be a, a bit of a sad place to be because it's only in repeating and recalibrating and and getting some more information and uh, allowing yourself to hear the feedback on a mistake that you eventually line up with what works well and you find something that fills a need in people and it helps to you know, elevate your own business or your relationships. What did you, have you done in a previous relationship that is no longer who you are and yet you might still be in the old practices and the relationships are a great place to assess the take one, take two, take 500, because it's built in, you know, the interaction with another person allows you to expand exponentially if you're willing to do so. Uh, And there will be not only mistakes, but maybe misunderstandings and opportunities to have those courageous conversations. So if you can relax and feel like it's okay because this is simply giving me more information so that I can be all of who I am, then there'll be less... Uh, derogatory conversation happening inside your head. And, you know, we, we require several takes at things. That's why we have so many lifetimes. Each lifetime, your soul is having a, a meet and greet with itself, with its guides before you come in. And after you croak, you get to watch that movie screen of your life and what would you have done differently? The only difference is that the egoic part of our subconscious does not cross. It stays here. It's part of the human condition. And we get to look at that movie screen in a way that helps us chart or plan for what we would like to learn while we're in the non-physical, but then before we come back. And I think I'm always looking for the most efficient way of doing something, and I think it would be most efficient to adopt that practice of being able to look at what I might have wanted to do differently and recalibrate and do it now rather than waiting for the opportunity to leave my physical body. And to me, that means that I am willing to continue learning while I'm here. And then in all truthfulness, hoping that that means less lifetimes. Although 
I'm incredibly curious about this human experience. I also feel like I would really love the non-physical as a full-time job. So when I come back, I'm going to give a few pointers on how to be more caring and to embrace this resiliency that you have as a human being and to get excited about the information that our mistakes are teaching us. You're listening to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast by Vicki Baird, intuitive coach, consultant, and speaker. Did you know that you can schedule a private intuitive session with Vicki? Book your own phone or video session online at vickybaird.com slash booking. And if you're ready to create transformation in your life as you develop your own intuition, choose a coaching package. With three, six, or 12-month options, you can benefit from Vicky's wise guidance over time as you discover your path. Plus, with a coaching package, you'll get improved pricing and priority advanced scheduling. Book today at vickybaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thanks for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor. Dot .fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it. And I am grateful that I've had plenty of material to pull from in what could be seen as mistakes in my own life. Certainly, if you've ever raised children or guided someone else, been a supervisor, oh, you've made them. And this is an area that you can maybe help other people to relax in and to be less judgmental of others in their lives and because we're all going to make them. So one of the ways when I become aware that I have made a mistake is I will take stock of it. I will literally sit down um, or if I'm, you know, on a run or out taking a nice walk, consider what is it? What was it? Did I see it or did someone else bring it to my attention? Did they have to bring it to my attention because I wasn't paying attention? Is it something that I believe is worthy of some introspection and some delving into? I happen to think everything's worthy of it. So my answer back is always a yes, it's worthy. It may not be something that I need to spend hours on. It could be something that I come to a pretty clear um, conclusion with. But I will look at it and see what led to that? What behaviors are running behind the scenes 
that would, for instance, have me feeling like I was doing something wrong, which is typically my default. Um, it's something that has shifted considerably in the past years and most especially in 2019 because I really paid a lot of attention to when I would feel like I had not done enough or I had made a mistake or that I did something else that might disappoint others and really let them hold their disappointment if that was the case uh, and yet looked at where was my responsibility in any of the interactions. So I listed out I will ask, how did I feel? Did I know about this ahead of time? And I chose to do it anyway. Um, Do I have any insight? Did someone else bring me some insight that could help me understand what pattern needs to be worked on? Um, What is the subconscious behavior that's causing me to repeat or to make mistakes? So I will list it out and how I felt as a result of that. And were there any signs leading up to it? And yet I allowed myself to uh, continue with the habit or the practice. If there is, I naturally go into a okay, how can I shift that place? And you do that by having curiosity about it and not looking for a way to beat oneself up. You get curious about how could this shift? Why might it have happened? Is there a way to set up the scene differently? And if there is, what action do I have to take in order to do that? So there are times when I'm coaching with someone and we're talking about handling a situation differently and I recognize that there's no neural pathways to support this. So we have to lay down some railroad tracks. We have to do something that when the person is in the situation, they have a go-to already installed. This may be that you think of a, um, I call them one-liners, but I don't mean them to be snarky, but you have a statement that you can bring up because you've already practiced it. You have a uh, a picture and we walk through it of how you would like to handle the situation because that not only lays down the neural pathways in the brain, it also says to your energy field, this is the shift that's happening. This is what I would like to see happen. And I, again, trust my track record because I have practiced it. It's much like being an actor and practicing your lines and going over them over and over again because then somewhere in the reticular activating system, when it's go time, you can absolutely go to that. And especially if you're someone who finds themselves freezing, Rather than going into fight or flight, if you find yourself in a freeze mode in a situation, you may want to have these um, expressions or statements or a knowing of what you'll do. It could be that you pinch your forefinger and your thumb together to remind you that you're safe, you're here, you're in the room, it's going to be okay. And 
again, that, you know, having that statement to refer to, it can be something as simple as, can I get back to you on that? Um, or I, I'm hearing you, I'm just having a hard time processing it. Um, and I need to think about that. Whatever the situation is, but give yourself the time, the commitment, rather than beating yourself up about what you did, put down some tracks on what you would like to do differently and get your system working in that direction. So list it out. It does not have to be written down, but then you can also see the signs before repeating the pattern again, if there is to be one. Because again, although we need opportunities to learn and we need practices and and trial runs and all of that, if you're repeating the same mistake over and over and over again. You're making a choice to repeat that. So make a choice on how you would like to shift it. So the process of coming to a place of acceptance, self-acceptance, talked about that in previous episodes, is admitting that you don't know it all. And that's okay. We can't possibly know everything. Our poor little brains would explode. When you have that conversation with yourself that I can't know it all, it helps to relax your, yes, your parasympathetic system, but it also helps to relax your intuitive system so that your extrasensory skill sets, that first sense can come in and work with you. When you admit that you don't know everything, your static electricity that draws things to you in a naturally magnetic way of being in this universe will bring you the information that you need. And if you start to trust in the universal backup system, then we then you can relax about what your what your brain is holding in its many hard drives so admitting that you don't know it all so if there is an opportunity and a mistake happens you can have that come into your head of, oh, I can't possibly know it all and I don't know it all. So, but what do I need to learn here to not do that again? Um, cause, because it may take a couple times, it will take a couple times to shift the habit, to change a way of being. I had an, a perfect example of this this last weekend. I was taking a class with some friends and was supposed to meet up with my partner. And I had, hadn't given a time that I would be back, but I think there was uh, just a natural assumption that if the class ends at 3, I'd be home by 3.30. And we, the ladies and I decided to do something different and... I wanted to do it, and I also knew I had every opportunity right and and didn't need permission in order to do it. But there was an auto default that happened that was pretty fascinating to watch in the process. And this is why I always say I'm an open book. I'll tell you anything. So, um, except other people's stuff. But I, I think we learn from others well. And if we're not transparent, we're also not serving and not helping. So anyway, 
as I'm intending to be present in going to play with some puppies, because come on, who doesn't want to play with puppies? I had this track, old pattern going on in the back of my head that, um, you know, that he was going to be upset and that I had already said I was going to do something and now I'm doing something different. And it was an old track and I recognized that from previous relationships where it had been expressed that I was being super selfish or not caring about the other person's um, uh, feelings if I was having fun somewhere. So I um, had to, in the moment, I felt that in my gut, in my solar plexus, which is often where the uh, the intuition will tap you on your shoulder first. Well, that's not right. It'll tap you in your tummy first to say, hey, something's out of whack here. Could you look at it? So I felt that and I felt like I was making a mistake. Like if I didn't go home, I was making a mistake there. If I didn't go with the ladies, I was making a mistake there. And I finally had to say to, I said to myself, this is not real. This is not a true scenario happening. This is a replaying of an old pattern that is no longer applicable today. And what happens when you get in the practice of looking at all of this and being open to what the message is without judgment, you can shift that in the moment so that you can be present to whatever's happening. And then you can return to the other person or to the um, back to yourself or to whatever your attention is later on with a clear conscience, with a feeling of this is fine and again, not beat self up because we, we waste so much energy in that self-talk. And we're not helping other people either because that in my situation, it was not true. There was not a feeling of being ignored or any of that. It takes new opportunities to help us learn that um, the way our brain might see something could be a mistake. I, my brain was taking it as an old situation rather than where I was in 2020. And everybody's brain will do this. It, we can help it by repatterning, by laying down new tracks of and ways of, of acting and being and thinking so that the next time that happens, I'm hopeful that my autopilot won't take me. If it does, I will recognize it sooner. And I repatterned. I actually did some repatterning and I did some breathing and then some, just some very real talk that okay, you are not reading this correctly. Your subconscious is trying to get rid of an old pattern, but it's doing it by (laughs) bringing up uh, not so great feelings. So this is a way that if you are willing to be present and to see a mistake as a gift, my brain thought it was a mistake to change the... um, plan of the afternoon, but it wasn't. It was a gift to see 
you know, my friend's so giddy over holding those little puppy faces and oh, puppy breath. It's just the best. So one of the ways to do this is to put your hand to your heart. Literally take your physical hand and put it over your heart and accept that this process may need some more information or you may have to ask for help. You may have to look outside of yourself for the support. Uh, And I actually did follow up and I had said to Mike afterwards that I went through that and thankfully and gratefully, you know, his response was exactly what I felt like it would be knowing his being and his personality that, oh, I just went and did a couple other things because we never really talked about when you'd be back. And I thought you're having fun. And that was the reinforcement, right? By asking for the help of what was his perception so that I could reassure that part of my brain that this really is okay. Um, and to give it the support, put your hand on your heart and say, in this moment, I am taking care of me by seeing whatever I am perceiving to be a mistake or whatever truly is a mistake. It will be fine. It will be an opportunity for more information. I will be proud of myself for being willing to look at whatever this discord is in me in this moment. It just calms everything down. Everybody wants to be heard and seen and understood. But I really believe that has to start with ourselves. We can't look to other people to do it for us. It's nice when it happens, uh, but it, that's, a, that's a homegrown event, man. We, we really have to take that in and take a, a responsibility and a willingness to do that for ourselves. And then maybe we can help others to, in that way. So if, in fact, someone is pointing out that you've made a mistake, then one of the nice things to do, and it'll really support the energy of 2020, which is has to do a lot with clarity, and not just because optometrists use that phrase of 2020 or hindsight being 2020, simply the frequency of where we are in humanity, and I love it. So you could ask for clarity from the other person if they're pointing out, as long as they're doing it kindly, if they're being a nudge, well, just stall or end the conversation until it can be done politely. But ask for clarity. Ask for how did they see the situation? Um, How did they come to the conclusion that you've made a mistake? Because sometimes it's a misunderstanding and not that anything is really done incorrectly. So you may have to ask for forgiveness. You may have to admit that your mistake affected someone else. And the accountability part of that is feels so good. It's awkward at first and it's terrifying sometimes. But being able to say, I screwed up, I did not intend to. However, I see what happened and I apologized. And here's what I'm going to do 
to change so that that doesn't happen again. Because apologies without actions, sometimes they're just air, and we need to follow up with action. So if you bump into somebody, I'm sorry is fine. (laughs) But if this is an interaction and relationship where some of your behaviors have contributed to the mistake that's happening, the action has to follow the apology. And that accountability that we feel that we take is empowering. It reinforces to our subconscious and to our emotional system and our mental body and everything that they're taking, you're going to take care of you. And I know I'm mixing my pronouns, but you're going to take care of you because the accountability, you've learned to accept it and that it feels good and that you'll learn from it. So the I think the biggest thing that if you want to take away from this idea of mistakes are going to happen, then, and and in others they're going to happen, and you could be open to the idea that perhaps this is something that just needs a little bit more information or a new game plan, um, or it could be the completion of the, the working together or the relationship or the interactions, but most of all, be nice because we are all trying to figure out this human experience and we are all trying to blend our first sense with our sixth sense. And if we start with nice, so many amazing things can happen. And if you drop the idea that someone is always trying to get you or they're always trying to be a brat or they act in that way because they are just belligerent, drop that and see it as perhaps this is a mistake and how would I want to see the next take happen? If you're nice in that process, it will become clear to you if they truly are someone who's just going to keep taking advantage or if there's someone who, like yourself, is looking for the highest intention in any relationship. So with self and with others. So this episode has a lot of self-awareness, a lot of being conscious in the moment. And that, although it feels front-loaded, is very necessary in understanding and in elevating your own intuitive abilities. How in the world will you be able to perceive the subtleties of the angelic, of the other people's energy fields? of the messages of spirit, if that is in fact what you want, if you aren't able to hear your own internal dialogue, your own voice, and be willing to shift that. So I hope you have a week where you really look to the mistakes that you're happening and you see the humor in being able to clap that marker and say, okay, I'm going to take 625 and see what happens next because amazing things happen when we stay in there and we keep trying. So thank you very much. 
Make sure you subscribe. You leave me a message on any of those platforms at Coach Vicki Baird, and you send along any questions or suggestions for episodes, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. VickiBaird.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut It's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.